There is no such thing as cheap grace, even though he said that. There is no, we have a cheap grace, but there is no such thing as cheap grace. It's either grace or it's not. See? If you believe in a cheap grace, you believe in a false grace. Yeah. And that's what we've received mm-hmm. in America. The Cush Society. Listen. Mm. If you are called to follow Jesus, he bids you come and die. Mm. Do I believe in all these? Yes, man, I believe it. The scripture is full of it. All the promises are yes and not. But when somebody starts to come against me in persecution, we're not exempt from that. Well, who 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 gets persecuted? People that make a difference. Yeah. If yeah. you are, if listen, if you're no threat to the devil, you won't be persecuted. Just just read Job. Have you considered my servant Job? He always blameless in all his ways and honors me, and always run avoids sin. And then Satan's like, "You don't fear God for nothing." Let me just touch him. Let me take everything he's got. Why did, why did all the things come on, on Job? It wasn't because God was sending in on him. It's because Satan hated his witness. Yeah. Satan hated his witness. And he was a prophet. Job said, my redeemer lives. He saw Jesus. You know what, you know what, you know what Satan was trying to do? Trying to shut him up. Mm. Trying to crush his faith. Trying to get him to question the integrity of God. Question the character of God. Mm. Question if God was good. I'll touch him. See if he stops believing. Because if I can crush Job, I can crush a prophet. Yeah. I can crush the word. And the impact that he has on the earth will never will stop. When the things start coming and falling apart in your life, is it because of sin? Because you're just not serving God and just sin is just multiplied in your life? I'm saying, I'm saying that could be. Galatians says, we'll reap what we sow. So if I just follow sin, I will reap corruption, the scripture says. Mm-hmm. But what if I'm serving God and all this stuff happens? Maybe you're making a difference. Yeah. You know what the good news is, though? We have victory. Monday through Sunday. Check this out. I have victory over persecution from the devil. And even from men to a certain certain degree. Men have authority on the earth, though. That's why if they come and kill me, pretty much going to die. Unless you're like John, and they couldn't kill him, so they, they put him in a, on, a, on an island. Listen, to be it according to your faith. Listen, Peter was locked up in prison, walked out the door. So persecution don't... You're not exempt from persecution. But you can beat it. You can overcome. You might still die, but thank you, Jesus. Look, it's not even about that. You know, the people, the witnesses of Jesus' death, the disciples themselves, were so happy... When they got beat for the gospel. What? You know why? Because they were making a difference. And they yeah. actually believed in what they were talking about. You know what everybody else will? You know, listen. If you're not serving God 100%, things aren't going right in your life. You can't blame it on the devil trying to, to stomp out your faith or something. That's just probably you're reaping. You're probably reaping what you sowed. Yeah. You see? Now, don't get me wrong. The devil might have his hand in too. I see that too. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be perfectly trying to explain every little every little situation in your life. I don't think I can do that. Because I'm, what you sow. yeah, whatever you whatever you put your whatever you sow to, you're gonna reap. But I used to have some people say, "Well, um, it's just the trials of life." You know that so and so died in my family. 
Are you even making a difference for the kingdom of God? How can you say it's a trial? If you're making a difference in your life and things start... If you're, if you're flipping the world upside down for Jesus and stuff starts happening to you, I'd say, yeah, it's a trial from the devil because he's trying to crush your faith. If you're not doing anything for the Lord, though, you're probably just reaping what you've been sowing. That's a hard word. My point is, nobody is exempt from problems. We come to Jesus so we won't have problems. Man, come on. I didn't come to Jesus for no problems. I came to Jesus because he loved me. Yeah. And he died for me. And he gave me victory over the problems. I'm not exempt from the problems. I'm going to go through problems. And be victorious. <laughs> it was a... Pastor Stan said uh, something one time. He was quoting another preacher. I don't even know the guy's name. But he said, uh, you don't have problems? All you need is faith. <laughs> All you need is faith. You don't have problems? All you need is faith. Come to church. You know? I'm not saying we're destined to be in the grave. Listen, you're destined to go to the grave and get out of it. Yeah. Listen, see, that's the difference between, that's the gospel. See, people, they think that the gospel is avoidance of pain. No, that's called hedonistic. Can you look up this scripture? Um, it's in James, actually. James is really good. Um, James talks about, um, you ask and do not receive because of your hedonistic desires. I think it's James chapter 4. Four three. Watch this. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. What translation is it though that says hedonistic? <clears throat> I'm glad I grew up Baptist and then came charismatic. <laughs> it helps me have a balanced understanding of the scripture, I think. Actually, I just read the whole Bible once. That transformed my whole thinking. <laughs> you didn't rip any pages out, did you? No, I didn't. If I, it was a hard one, I just stuck it on the shelf and said, Lord, please teach me about this when I can afford it. <laughs> he didn't stick. Maybe it's uh My wife was reading the scripture and she read a translation that said hedonistic. Uh, Check this out. You know what the word hedonistic it was actually a Greek philosophy. I don't even know how to spell it. It could have been heathen, but I think it's heathen. Heathen? No, I think it's heathen. Are you looking it up too? Heathen, he, hedonistic desires? In, this, in the Bible? Just Google it or something. 
hedonism. What hedon? It was a it was a Greek philosophy. Plato had a a a, a, um, a, t a student that went off on this. And here is literally what it teaches. It teaches a that at all cost avoid pain. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And yeah. pursue yeah. pleasure. I know what you're talking about. That does not fit with the gospel. Hedonistic. At all costs, avoid pain and pursue. I'm probably misspelling pursue. Embrace, pursue pleasure. Embrace them. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. So, okay, what is this from? This is the Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible. And is, am I spelling it right? H-E-D-O-N-I-S-T-I-C. O-N. Hedon. Hedonistic. Thank you so much. Hedonistic. The amplified version says that hedonistic, hedonistic desires, it, it literally means it was a Greek philosophy taught by one of Plato's or Aristotle's students. They were all in the same. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, they're all kind of from the same school of thought. There was one of the students in that line of thought who created the hedonistic philosophy that you should at all costs avoid pain and pursue pleasure. Mm -hmm. Alright? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, talks about those, those passions. Galatians 5.19. Galatians 5.19. No deeds of the flesh. Okay. We may get to that. Check this out. <clears throat> it says this, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because yeah. we have a mentality. We've incorporated hedonism into Christianity. We think we come to Jesus to avoid pain and pursue pleasure. And this is anti-gospel. Yeah. I just want to be happy. Yeah. The God, I just want, they're, they're mixing it up. You are in the flesh, man. If we are worshiping, when we do this, dude, it's worshiping self. It's like taking painkillers and getting addicted to heroin. That's right. It's a drug addiction. They come to Jesus for a drug, and Jesus is not a drug. Jesus is the life. He's the key to life. <laughs> and he is. He'll make you higher than any drug. I, yeah. But I my point mm -hmm. is this. He isn't a drug. He doesn't make you avoid pain and pursue pleasure. Mm -hmm. He leads you into pain sometimes. Yeah, he gives you a purpose. You know, pain. yes. You're doing it for a reason. It's not senseless pain. Yes. Now, does this mean that God puts stuff on you to teach you a lesson? I don't think that. That's a little too far now. No. We're talking about balancing the word of God with with wisdom here. Balancing the word of God. Not just taking something and running with it. Okay? At all costs, avoid... Okay, because I teach on healing. And I teach on financial prosperity. I believe this is the word of God. It is the word of God. Otherwise, I'm just ripping my Bible out. Well, wait, wait a minute. I'm supposed to die for my sin? I'm supposed to be led to the cross? Jesus comes to me, bid and die. Yep, that's half the gospel. Oh, well, what about um, uh, all the all the... Prosperity and the riches and I want my Lamborghini. That's half the gospel. Can we put them together? <laughs> you know? Put them together. They're all the truth. How does it work out though? The truth is, Jesus is my front piece right here, man. He is the lens for everything I'm looking at. 
If I don't get prosperity through Jesus, then it's not prosperity. If I don't go where Jesus went, which sometimes means I'm going to go to the cross, I'm following Jesus. I'm not following suffering. Like some people do that. They're all about the suffering. Like let's not be. We're not worshiping suffering. Come on, let's stop doing that. And we're not. We're not worshiping prosperity. We're worshiping Jesus. You know. And there are all these promises that we get in the Word. We need to hold on to them and believe for them. But when we go through trials, we shouldn't be blaming God. You know? We should, does it make sense? I'm really hoping I'm teaching this in balance today. At, hedonism is at all costs avoid pain and pursue pleasure. This is anti-gospel. Listen, Jesus requires that we go into death and rise again. Okay? This is good stuff. Colossians. Where are we at on time? Uh, 45 minutes. <coughs> seven minutes. I didn't even get to read what I wanted to read. That's awesome. This is good. Galatians 5.1 talks about uh, Jesus dying for us on the cross. That way we won't... That way we'll serve him and not go back into our own slavery. Yeah. Let's read that. That's good. For yes, this is good. I, you know what's so funny? That's actually right here on my notes. Um, that was something I was gonna read. I think maybe it's okay. That's awesome. Galatians five one. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So I'm not going back into sin. Don't go back into sin. This is good, guys. It's the gospel. Let's go over here to Colossians. It says right here. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Colossians, what? Uh, Colossians chapter 1. There's a lot of people, listen, there's a lot of people will say, well, you can't know the will of God. That's we also. Listen, those people don't read the whole Bible. Man, I really encourage you to read the whole Bible. I encourage you to read the whole Bible. You know? Read the whole Bible. Read the whole Bible. Read the whole Bible. Read the whole Bible. Yeah, but Leviticus is hard. <laughs> Wimp. But Leviticus is hard to read. How much do you love Jesus, man? I remember reading Leviticus. I said, God, I'm about done with this. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, if you want to be healthy, you need a whole diet. You need your greens, Zach. I said, yes, sir. When I pushed through in Leviticus, you want to know the reason why I have the revelation I have? It's because I've pushed through the hard parts in the Bible. And the things explode inside of me. It's solidified. I know that I know what I know because I've read it all. Yeah. You know? Do I understand it all? No, I'm not going to even pretend to say that I understand it all. The Holy Spirit understands it all, though. And right here, it just said right here, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. You can know the will of God. I've, had, I've grown up in the church, and they'll say, 
Man, you just can't know the will of God. Maybe it is the will of God they get healed, or maybe it is the will of God they don't get healed. In other words, you don't know the will of God. That's the only thing you really know. Corinthians, man. Second Corinthians. Spirit <laughs> says you can know the will of God. You can know the will of God. Right here. We pray. Why even pray for it if you why pray for it if you can't know it? <laughs> Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. You can know the will of God. You can know the mysteries of God. This is good stuff. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Why do we need to know the will of God? So we can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Yeah. If you don't believe that you can know the will of God, you will never walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. It is your duty to know the will of God. It is your duty. It's good stuff. <clears throat> Bearing fruit. Fully pleasing to Him. You want to be fully pleasing to God? Did you know that you can be pleasing to God and then be fully pleasing to God? Hmm. I don't understand that, right? Well, I thought I was completely fully pleasing in God and Jesus. Well, if you knew that. But if you don't know that you're pleasing to God in Jesus, and you can't be fully pleasing to God in Jesus. Yeah. You need to know that. Yeah. You need to grow in that. Did you know that even Jesus grew with favor? Scripture says, can you look the scripture up for me? Google this. God, Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Alright? So, favor and being pleasing to God has nothing to do with your righteousness. It does, but it doesn't. Remember, we need to rightly divide the word of God. Jesus was perfectly righteous. Yet he grew in favor with God. Luke 2.52. How can Jesus grow in favor with God? Think about this. What is it? Luke what? 2.52. Luke 2.52 says that Jesus grew in favor with God. How can Jesus, the Son of God, in perfect righteousness, grow in favor with God? Wouldn't he be in perfect favor with God? Obviously, the scripture is knowing better than us. We have a misunderstanding of this. You can grow in favor. Listen, if Jesus had to grow in favor, then definitely I have to grow in favor. So... How do we grow in favor? By knowing his will. Why? Faith without works is dead. I must act upon my faith and grow in favor. What is favor? You want to see something cool? The word for favor is the same word for grace. Did you know there's multi-levels of grace? Did you know that you can get more grace? James. Let's go to James chapter. Let's hold your finger in Colossians. Oh man, I really hope we didn't just go into another 30 minutes. I'm trying to wrap it up here. <laughs> Jesus is too awesome. But if you're hungry, you'll keep staying in. Oh, Jesus is awesome! Where is it? Growing, growing grace. 
This is so awesome. Growing in grace. It says God opposes the proud. Oh, but he gives more grace. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives more grace. How can you get more grace? I thought grace was unearned. You can get more grace. You know why? Because initial saving grace, the grace of Jesus Christ dying on a cross and giving you access to the throne room of God, that is grace. That's unmerited grace. But then there's grace on top of that grace that requires faith to get into. So as you grow in your faith, you get more grace. So how do you grow in favor? You grow in more favor by more faith, by more work. Being faithful with the little. The scripture is so clear. It says be faithful with the little. We walked, what was that guy, Chan? Francis, Francis Chan? He said, when God tells you to do something, you just come back and quote the scripture. Go and make disciples. Hey, I memorized what you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I memorized what you said. Go and make all disciples. He, he, he gave this illustration. Hey, when I tell my daughter to go clean her, her room, she doesn't come back to me 15 minutes later and say, Hey, I memorized what you said. You said, go clean your room. Go clean your room. Now we're going to have a study about cleaning my room. Well, in fact, we're going to have a Bible. We're going to have a study on what Dad said about, you know, cleaning our room. But we're not going to actually do it. That was a really good word. Right? Faith without works is dead. Good. I'm going to do it. We read this yesterday. I'll do it. And then you don't do it. Mm. Faith requires follow through. Or it's not faith. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then you leave here. You leave here and you don't follow through. <clears throat> faith requires faithfulness. To be faith. You have to be faithful if you're going to have faith. So good. He gives more. Look over here in 2 Peter chapter 1. Second <clears throat> Peter chapter 1 verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. You can have multiplied grace. It doesn't have to do with your righteousness. Your righteousness does not earn you favor with God. You became righteous because of the favor of God. And your faith and acting on it. You get, you get that? Jesus declared you righteous in the blood of his... of the God declared you righteous in the sacrifice of his son. That grace gained you access to righteousness. That righteousness does not give you more grace. You became righteous because it wasn't something you could earn. Your faith acted upon it and received the righteousness. But once you start acting in that, now you get more grace to operate in more victory. You see? Mm, that's good. You can be multiplied in grace. There's a manifold grace. The scripture talks about the manifold grace of God. And that manifold grace has to do with your giftings. You can get different giftings. And the scripture says you can get giftings by the grace of God. Well, if I can be multiplied in grace and if I can grow in grace, then why can't I operate in all those gifts? And I talk about this all the time. Jesus does not teach about spiritual giftings and how some are for a few and some are for not. When Paul was talking about that, he was just stating a fact. Some have them and some don't. He wasn't saying that's the way it's supposed to be. No. All can receive. He was saying it's given by God. Well, it is given by God. How? By faith. Through grace. Every grace, every gift from God is by grace. Holy every God. grace you get from God is by faith. 
So if I don't operate in healing, chances are I don't have faith for it. Mm. If I had faith for it, I would have received grace for it. You know what faith is? Humility. If I had humbleness, God would give me grace. Scripture says grace comes by three ways that I know of. By the knowledge, watch this, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, right here, 2 Peter chapter 1. It says, <clears throat> for by grace you've been saved through faith. So we know that grace comes by faith. So grace comes by knowledge. Grace comes by faith. And then grace comes to the humble. So you want to get a certain gift? Become humble in that yeah. area. Wow. Believe that you can have that. Mm. Yeah. Humble yourself. Stop thinking that your opinions are above God's. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I can get that. I can't I can't speak in tongues. Man, I don't know. I can't lay hands on sick people when they recover. That's I that's not my gifting. Of course it's not, because you don't believe it. Yeah. Of course you're not gonna get that. It's not my gifting. I can't win people to Jesus. I don't know how to evangelize. Thanks. It's not your gifting. Thank well, it's you. not your gifting because you don't believe you can have it. Well, it be it according to your faith. And I speak, therefore, I believe, therefore I speak. Oh, it's not my gifting. Oh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth professes. Oh, I know what you believe now. You believe you can't have it. And that's partly because of bad teaching. Well-balanced scripture. Listen, let's study Jesus. These signs will follow those who believe. Mark chapter 16. He didn't say these signs will follow those who are gifted. These signs will follow those who believe. When you believe, you receive gifts. It's good stuff. You can grow in grace. You can grow in favor with God. And it doesn't have to do with your righteousness and how righteous you are. You are righteous already by grace through faith. But you can grow in more grace. Good? Good. Jesus is awesome. We're going to wrap that up right there. You good, man? No, we're good? No, I was just... Was still just recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Recording. Oh, okay, cool. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. All day, every day. I'm trying to get over here to Colossians here. Yeah. Where we at? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Jesus is awesome. Galatians. I mean, Colossians. May you be strengthened with all... Watch this. This is so awesome. Well, it says right here may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. Work, work, work. Every good work. And increasing in the knowledge, which brings grace, which brings work of God. Verse 11, may you be strengthened with all power. Watch, this is so cool. If we could get this right here. If you, if you could understand this little verse right here, it would transform your thinking about who you are in Christ. May you be strengthened with all power. Does that say some power, a little bit of power? It says all power. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's, do we realize what we are? Do we realize who we are? Do we realize th this is a promise? Like, can. No, I just want to rip that out. Now I think we're just going to take my black marker right here, just mark it out. I don't think we get this right here. May you be strengthened with all 
power. Like, all power. Like, all power. With all power. According to His glorious might. We're talking about the right hand of God that parted the sea. That struck the dust and made gnats go into all of Egypt. That killed the firstborn of all of Egypt. That raised the dead from the to, the, to life. That put blind took blindness off and put sight in. That made a man who couldn't walk walk again. It's not talking about giftings here. It's talking about power. Yeah. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glory. There is no measure to His glorious might. No measure. Absolutely no measure. He created the whole universe by His glorious might. Somehow all the light shone on the earth from all the stars that were four light years away and beyond in an instant... You know, four light years means that the light travel, it takes four years for the light to travel at the speed of light from that star to earth before we ever see the light. If that star burned up, it would take us four years before we knew about it. But somehow, from the beginning, we had light with no stars or moon or, star, or, or sun. That was created the fourth day. Mm. All power through his glorious might. <laughs> Jesus is awesome. Philippians three. Philippians three. I'll get to that. Listen. Giving thanks to the Father. Watch this. Giving thanks. No, 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 no. I skipped something. According to His glorious might, for all endurance, which means you're going to go through problems. You're not promised to be exempt from problems. For all endurance and patience with joy. Now that's cool. That means that in your problem, you're going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't matter what's happening to me. I will be joyful. Stacking pallets. <laughs> Being flogged for the kingdom of God. Enjoy. That, mm. How could you be joyful in the middle of a hardship? Because you have all power. That's right. By his glorious mind. That's awesome. So you know the hardest thing to control is not the wind and the waves and the earth. The hardest thing to control is yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An hour stacking pellets, you ask God. <laughs> Watch this. Giving thanks, ah, but I can't do it. You don't know who you are. Giving thanks to the Father. Watch this. Who has qualified you God has qualified you mm. you are qualified quit mm. saying you can't do something okay. quit counting with excuses in Jesus all the excuses have been removed Nothing is impossible. you're qualified qualified you watch to share in the inheritance of the saints in light mm. he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of this beloved son in whom we have redemption for the forgiveness of sins. Mm. Good stuff. 
What was the scripture verse you were saying? Philippians 3. 3 what? He's talking about, you know, like... Mm, it's good. Verse 3, chapter 3, verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. My Lord, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish. Woo! <laughs> Amen. What was that? Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Yeah. Woo! Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ. Why? Faith without works is dead. Christ Jesus. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Wow, that's yeah. a good word. That's a good word. Thanks, God is Amen. faithful. God is faithful. I'm going to wrap it up right there. I'm going to pray us out. God is so good. I thank you, Father, that we have a faith that can save. And Lord, that we believe in the victory of the cross in our own heart. That we have died in Christ and we've been, we've been made new in Him. We've been made alive in Him. And Father, we are not going to keep shredding your word of God in our hearts. We're going to put it all in our heart and we're going to submit to it in the name of Jesus. And we're going to believe everything that's in there and we're going to grab a hold of everything we have, whether it's persecution or prosperity, everything that belongs to us, everything, Father, we're going to, because it's all about you. It's all about knowing Christ. It's not about having all the nice stuff. Yeah. It's all about knowing you, Christ. And we thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your faithfulness in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold as a Lion ministry podcast for additional teaching, prayer, information, or support, please visit our website at www.boldasalignedministries.com. Subscribe to our Facebook for updates on what God is doing in our ministries and our YouTube page for updated teachings hosted at the Barracks Discipleship and Recovery House. For weekly refreshing word, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. We pray strength and blessing for you and yours and for the courage to walk boldly for God.